Time is the one resource you can never get back. Once it's gone, it's gone. Today, we're going to have a conversation with Steve Gardner about service. He has a long resume for things he's done uh, to serve other people. He's served our country. Um, he serves people every day. You can tell he's reluctant to talk about what he's done and glorifying himself. He does not do service uh, to bring attention to himself, but he does get energy from it. It's uh, some great advice. Here's Steve Gardner talking about service. We're here with uh, Steve Gardner. Why don't I let um, Steve introduce himself? Uh, good morning, Dave. My name is Steve Gardner. I have worked at Wilmer Electric for 14 and a half years. I'm the Vice President of Operations. Uh, prior to working at Wilmer Electric, I spent 20 years in the United States Army. All right. Well, welcome. We've named this um, uh, podcast uh, Chapin's Commute because I listen to podcasts on my commute. My commute is you know, roughly 20 to uh, 30 minutes long, depending upon the traffic and the weather. So that's the the um, length of the podcast, at least the targeted length of it. Uh, but I'd like to start off by, by asking you questions about your commute. Uh, how long is your commute, Steve? My commute is generally four minutes. Uh, the only thing that stops that is the train. <laughs> and with the invention of the Wilmer Y project, I get stopped less frequently by the train. All right. It's 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 amusing. I, I lived in Wilmer once, had a very short commute, but even when your commute is that short, sometimes you think to yourself, whoa, that was bad. It took five, six minutes. <laughs> That's what, true. All right. The other question I'm going to ask people, even though your commute's not that interesting, it might be the shortest commute in if anyone in, in the um in the company, what do you use to make your commute? What do you drive it on that commute? I drive a Toyota Highlander, and I generally listen to XM Radio Channel Thirty Nine Air Nation. All right, so you're getting parts of two songs, or maybe just one song. I typically can make it if the song starts right when I leave. It's typically still playing when I get there. <laughs> do you ever sit in your car and wait for it to finish? I have. <laughs> Guilty. All righty. Well, interest, anyone's commute can be interesting, even if it's only four minutes. Uh, but let's get into talking to Steve about the topic of service. All righty. Well, Steve, um, it is always fun to talk to you, to, to go through um, and uh, pick your brain uh, about uh, numerous subjects. Uh, the, the one that always comes back, and I'm reminded to about you and people talk about what you is on the topic of service, on on serving others, and and you mentioned uh, you know you, your two professional roles of of uh, being in the in the military and service there, obviously service to country, and then you, the mindset you take to um, Wilmer Electric of how you can help people out. And then you also have always done what I will call charitable service, where you work for causes um, 
And I wouldn't even begin to uh, try to list off the different things that you do in serving the, the people around you. Um, so I, I would ask the question of you to, you know, kind of kick it all off of when you hear the word service, what comes to mind? I think my, my immediate reaction, I think because of my background is the military, but I think it's, it's significantly more than that. Um, I think it's giving back to something greater than yourself. Uh, it's helping others. You know, certain, the very definition of service is you are serving something else or, or somebody else. Um, you know, and, and looking past my military experiences, I, I don't want this to be about that. Um, it, it can be something as big as, you know, I did the Flags of Honor project where, you know, that was a big community project and, and we, we did this whole park. Or it could be something as little as shoveling somebody's driveway. You know, recently we had the big snowstorm here in Wilmer and there's an elderly couple on our street um, that was out of town, but they have a, a, a tenant in their in their garage apartment that couldn't get out. So it's just, it's really just helping other people and being part of something bigger than yourself and giving back. Um, you know, I know you and I, you know, talk a lot to, together uh, with each other. You can tell um, talking to you, it seems to energize you. If you, if you shovel someone's driveway or if what you plan for the weekend is to go, um, do manual labor for a cause, it seems to energize you. Um, I also have noticed you, you don't seem to like to do service um, on your own. You like to um, group activity things to, to, to bring others um, along. You know, why, why do you think it's energizing uh, to service, serve others? I think personally, it feels good. Uh, I get a, a personal gratification, I guess, by helping other people. Um, I think it's fun to be a part of it with other people. You know, you think about the the celebrate the light thing that just happened over, you know, over the course of the holiday season, um, where there was five or six of us out there every day, um, setting up lights, turning lights on, turning lights off changing the bucket out. It's fun to be a part of a group that has similar goals some similar motivations. And, and part of it, and this is going to sound terrible, but misery loves company. You know, you're out there working. It, it's fun to do it with other people because, you know, you, you create that shared experience. You create um, memories. You know, when my family and I, and I don't want to keep bringing up these examples to say that I'm tuning my horn horn because I'm not. I, I just, there are things that, easy for me to talk about, but uh, my family and I rang bells on Christmas Eve and it was six below zero when we started ringing the bells. We were out there for two and a half hours. And the one thing that I kept saying to Molly is we are creating memories here. There, there were six of us out there and for the rest of our lives, our family will remember standing there ringing bells, trying to stay warm in six below weather and how we made it fun. You know, we were, we were collecting money for a charitable organization and having a ridiculous amount of fun in the process. Very cold, I might add, uh, but we had a lot of fun. 
Yeah, I, and I don't mean to embarrass you by because you you don't try to shine light on yourself, uh, you know, through these things. So making you talk about and bringing up, you know, your own examples, but you do talk about misery loves company. Um, it is fun to, to 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 bring those lifelong memories. I, I think of my um, nephew's story, you know, recently um, going over and shoveling a driveway uh, in, in Minnesota for someone who if they hadn't done that, wouldn't have been able to get out and, you know, they make it into fun. And you said uh, it, it's, it's very rare that you help somebody out and you feel sorry about it. I, I can't say that that's ever happened. Um, you know, you, you have to do it with a, with a pure heart. If, if you're doing it grudgingly, you might as well not do it. Yeah. You need, you need to do it in a way that, recognizes that you're helping somebody else who, who needs help and that that's what community is all about right you you need to help people that need help because if you don't what kind of a community member are you yeah you know in the case of my my uh, nephews who are who are great service my people I mean, they're they voluntold <laughs> to do their to do their activity but but as they come out of it they they see um they again they weren't bragging about it but they came away from it that was fun that was fun to go with my my peers and and do that and, and help people out and, and the past why, why do you think you you got into to doing service what what prompted that in your in your life i i think subliminally my mom was a good example um you know we i was talking to molly about this the other night and I, I was on a little league baseball team. I wasn't a very good little league baseball player. I was not good at all. Um, but at one point, our little league baseball team needed uniforms. And so my mom took it upon herself to, to run the concession stand at a local auction company to raise money for our little league uniforms. So I saw examples very early on in my life. I didn't join the military, though, out of some great desire to serve our country. I joined the military because I didn't have any money to go to college. That, that's the and I didn't really know what I wanted to do coming out of high school, uh, but as I, as I, the longer I was in, the more I came to love it. The more I came to love the pomp, the circumstance, the, the, the history, the lineage, um, and, and those guys are my brothers till my dying breath. Um, but the longer you're in, the more you start to see the big picture, and you start to see that what you're doing matters, what you're doing pre people appreciate. Um, so. I think that really laid the the cornerstone for what what I did after I retired. You know, I think at some point you have to just continue to to give back. You can't be a leech on society. You have to give back to have any type of self satisfaction. So, Steve, when you talk about all the different things that you've you've done in community or in the community and whatnot, what made you want to get into like the Wilmer community and the service there? And how did you get people to join you in doing that as well? Well, that's an interesting question. Um, and I, I think back to, you know, as I became a, a lot of what I did or the, the more high profile things recently have become as a result, because we're Molly and I are empty nesters, you know, we're looking for things to fill our time. It's really easy to sit home and watch TV and, and do nothing when you get home. That, that That's easy to do. Um, but it's not fulfilling. So you, I started looking for examples 
and Sarah, you heard me say this, uh, I think to the, the chamber group, you have to look for opportunities in the season of life that you're in. You know, I did lots of stuff when the kids were in school, whether it was, you know, knowledgeable or helping with scouts or whatever it was. Um, but once the kids were gone, you start looking for bigger opportunities, whether, you know, the, the Flags of Honor project or the Celebrate the Light project or, or whatever it is. So you have to look for those opportunities. And I think sometimes you have to try to match them with the skill set that you have as well. You know, um, I remember very clearly sitting in an American Legion meeting, having a guy talk about the Flags of Honor project. And the whole time he was talking, I just kept thinking, man, he's struggling. He, he, he has a great vision, but he has no idea how to, to make it happen. And so I'm sitting there thinking, I'm a project manager. I can probably figure this out. I know people in the industries that he needs to make that happen. So you start to match up your skill set and then you bring people along with you or you reach out to your contacts in the community um, to bring them alongside you to make those things a reality. You know, and, and, that, and that's what we did. Well, that, that's a good example of why you got involved and, and, and prompting of yourself. What, what would your advice be to someone else, someone who's listening on how they should get involved? If, if they're motivated to, to do more in the ways of service, how do I start? I think some would just be alert for those opportunities around you. You know, listen to what people are saying around you. If you're an accountant, for an example, or, or there's probably an organization out there that needs help from as a, from a treasurer that needs help with money. If if you're a project manager, maybe there's a, a, a group out there that needs help getting a project kickstarted and going. Uh, if you're an outgoing person, maybe somebody needs help fundraising. Just be alert for those opportunities out there that fit your skill set. Uh, there's countless charitable organizations in the Wilmer area that need help. They, they need board members. They need volunteers. Uh, Bethesda every week needs people to do something as basic as pushing somebody in a wheelchair to a church service. Um, just any Google search to any of these big organizations in town will lead you to volunteer opportunities. And it, it, most of them take no unusual skill. Um, they just take time. And that's time. I tell people this all the time. Time is the one resource you can never get back. Once it's gone, it's gone. And that's something that's very difficult for people to give up. But once you realize I can give up my time to go help somebody else, it is so rewarding and so fulfilling. Uh, that You know, what you, what you say there reminds me of a friend uh, I, uh, I, I used to have. He's still my friend. I just don't. Um, see him as often as it before he was in the Nebraska uh, National Guard and uh, again service to service to the country he was devoted he was loyal he was a great guardsman he continually moved up but he once told me we, we went to the same church and he once told me about um, how he, he loved his job his job was important he said but it kind of is just solely a job. I go there, I do what I'm asked to do, I do what I'm told to do, but my mission in life is the men's ministry of this church. Mm -hmm. So I'm a good, he, he, according to him, he was a good employee. He must have been because he kept moving up. 
Um, he says, my really, that's to pay the bills so that I can use my gifts and talents here at this church. And I remember him telling me that it, it, it kind of backs up what you're, you're saying about finding out what you're given gifts to do and where your abilities are. And if that isn't at your day-to-day job, you still owe it to your employer to do a solid thing, but it might be your number two or three priority because you're off working with a youth group or the men's ministry, or like you said, it, it can be as simple as just doing the work. I've just seen so many times in my life where you see a person who, who just grabs a hold of something. Um, another person, again, this is back to another church-related one, but he was a driver for his, his church. He just faithfully does that. My, my uh, father-in-law is a good example of this. He's a bus driver um, in his retirement. He loves it. He loves it. They, 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 he likes to drive, and he thinks it's fun um, to have that little tiny bit of interaction um, with children. So even as he moves into his 80s, he's still capable of driving. He still does it. Why? You know, not not he, he he's retired. He didn't he didn't need the income. The income's nice, um, but it's just to never give up that sense of community. Um, I, I think some of it, Dave, is a sense of people have an ingrained sense of duty. You know, I, I think to the honor guard at the American Legion, I'm on the honor guard at the American Legion, and there are guys in the honor guard that are in their 90s. And they're not doing it because, um, because they they think they have to. I think they're doing it because of, of a, just an ingrained sense of duty. They, they want to pay those respects to those veterans that, that have passed away. You know, if... If I'm in my 90s, I hope somebody else picks up that torch and, and carries it, you know. But I, I think there's just an ingrained sense of duty in some people that they, they just can't stop and don't want to stop because they want to keep doing those things, to keep those traditions alive, to keep those groups going, to keep that activity going, you know. Well, it's a it's a, a great example of, a, you know, my a great example of that. My dad in his retirement goes down to Florida, lives in a, in a, in a park situation, uh, gets himself on the HOA board. And every time someone says, how's my dad doing? I, you know, I always say, you know, great. He's down there. And, um, but if it comes to, you know, he's on the HOA board, people who know my dad say, well, of course he is. He's John Chapin. <laughs> he, he would get himself on the board, but it's, but it's like you said, it's ingrained into him to to give back and and I and I love those stories. I I love the stories about the the person who um you know at, at their our kids school when it was all done with um you after like the uh, choir concert you had to pick up the chairs and there there'd be a couple of guys they'd always be leading the whole group in picking up the chairs in the gym to get reset back up again. That that was just their thing. It was um and uh they'd you don't get a plaque and your name on the wall or anything like that because you rally the troops to get the room back in order. Um, but boy, it, it, they liked it and it just drove the point home to me and everybody else that, that, that you should be doing service. So, well, in that example, those chairs aren't going to pick up themselves. Somebody has to do it. Right. So let's all get on it and get those chairs picked up. It's easy to do. It's easy to do. And, and, and so a uh, good advice there on, on telling people to, to, to look for their opportunities. Um, 
I'm very thankful for all the different ways in which you've done it. Uh, secretly, we got a whole bunch of them out of you, you know. So it's, it's, I thank you for those things with the with the Legion and the and the flags of honor. Um, people have recognized you with awards, but but you're not the one um, bringing them up uh, over over time. Um, how does it go back into work? How does how do you see service then though going back into your day to day life? Well, I, I think it's just something that's ingrained. You know, when we're electric, we're people making a difference for people. You know, you want to help other people at, at work the same way as you help other people within your community. Work is your community. So, you know, examples of that we have our our lean and clean every day, and if somebody's gone, you know, maybe you cover down and clean an area for them. Instead of saying, well, you know, I had the easy area today or the, the area that took less time today, I'm going to go clean the bathroom and clean the kitchen because those are really the most important areas that we clean here every day. Um, maybe it's giving them communi clear communication in an email that instead of having to make them guess what you're trying to say, you know, you're, you're treating them the way you want to be treated, which is a value here at Walmart Electric. Uh, it, it's just being a good person that goes – that extra little step to help people uh, do their job and help them be successful at their job. Yeah. So it's, it's fun to work at a place where everybody's mentality is there's, I'm not going to be the last guy who, who, who takes the last um, paper towel, for example, and then walks away. It's, it's great that I work at a place where you know, I took the last paper towel. I need to go find the new role and put it in there um, or, you know, whatever that might be. I, I, the first example I used it, or we got at a class I taught at awesome day was about, Hey, put the broom back where you got it because the next guy is going to want to go find it that. And, um, the whole group was like, yeah, make sure you do that. And that again, gets to be the service attitude of, you know, I don't want to be the person who other people, have to be burdened to and that's a service that's a service attitude of looking out for other people so um appreciate that um yeah so thank you very much i guess we'll we'll let you go i think you you've you've done a great example of it and uh, people have a lot to learn um from you but but you seem to be more concerned about learning from other people um which is just another act of service thanks for having me Great to talk to Steve there. You can tell he is energized by the topic and he is energized by the activities of serving other people. Fun conversation. Fun to see the energy. What did you take away, Sarah? I liked his comment on the on, on time of how that's the hardest thing to give away, but it can be the most rewarding thing that you give away. Um, and once you can decide that you want to part with it, um, it's it benefits everyone once you decide to do that, which is really cool. Not everyone can understand that. So, well, speaking of which, it was great for Steve to give us some of his time. He talks about how precious it was. He gave some of it to us. Hopefully, people can uh, take away from uh, what Steve said and the examples that he set and uh, move forward with uh, serving others. Thank you, Steve, for your service and your time.